0: Welcome to Smart Cherry Talks. This is Sai
1: from India. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, how are you doing?
2: I'm good, thank you.
1: Thank
0: you for being on my show.
2: It's my pleasure, actually. Thank you for having me.
0: So uh, I've gone through your profile. I can see you're a psychologist and uh, you're from Lebanon country. So I thought to tell about you and uh, your work to my audience.
2: My name is Chisana Birezat. I'm a life coach and a psychologist. I hold a master's degree in psychology. Most of my experience is in counseling and I also have experience in event management. In 2021, I published my first book. It's called Kintsuzi, to my daughter who's yet to be born. And it's inspired by Kintsuki. Are you familiar with Kintsuki? Okay, it's a Japanese art of repairing broken pottery with gold. So, in Japan, when a pot is broken, they don't throw it away and uh, say it's useless. They actually repair it with gold to give it more meaning and more value. So, uh, this concept means a lot to me. So, I used it to write my book, uh, which was actually not a book project. It was actually my journal, my personal journal, that I decided to publish. And it's kind of a, a guide uh, about resilience and finding meaning in brokenness.
1: So it's it's this book is about your personal experiences.
2: Yes, absolutely. It's my personal experience.
0: So you are into event management and also uh, you said you are into uh, another thing.
2: Counseling, coaching, and Counseling, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Counseling. So two different things, how you are able to do this.
2: Actually, I studied psychology. I have a master's degree in psychology, as I said, and I was recently certified as a life coach. Uh, The event management experience came from working for like 10 years in events and weddings and promotions. So I got this experience. Uh, and sometimes I use it and you know, I really need this experience because uh, being a psychologist and an event planner and also a life coach, it's uh, it needs uh, people skills, you know, dealing yeah. with people, being able to communicate and listen to people, understand what they really want, what they really need. So, yeah.
0: And uh, when you got time to write your book then?
2: Uh, actually, I was, Uh, writing my personal journal every day. I was like uh, brainstorming and writing what's going on with me or what I think or uh, my thoughts, my experiences, my feelings sometimes. And I came to a point where I thought that I need to publish this because I think people would... Benefit from my experience. So I gathered all the courage that I have to be vulnerable enough and uh, publish this journal as a book.
0: So, as a people's person, as a psychologist, uh, being in different roles, I'm sh- you said that uh, you meet a lot of people.
1: Absolutely. Right?
0: And you observe a lot of people's psychology. Absolutely. And uh, you are trying to understand uh, what they are doing in their lives as a life coach, as a normal human being.
2: Yeah. So studying Yeah, I have this curiosity. Honestly, I have this curiosity to understand people, you know, what they are up to, uh, why they do what they do. Because I believe that there is always a reason for everything that happens. And uh, I really love to understand why people are like this or why they do this. Because this reason tells a lot about people.
1: So from 10 years, you're into this, uh, this event management. Yes.
0: Uh, The degrees that you have in life coaching and uh, in psychology, what you have, uh, you know, learned in this 10 years that you didn't uh, understood in, in your degrees?
2: That I still have a lot to learn. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is the highlight. <laughs> I still have a lot to learn. Yeah, because every experience, every person you meet, they have something to teach you. So if you are really open and willing to keep learning and to keep growing you can learn a lot from people
0: so your subject is people yes so your sub- you, you, you your your job is to understand and why uh, understand people why they are doing that what what they are doing and what made them to do that
2: and finding ways to support them
1: in, in, I mean, how you will support
2: them? Depends on what they are looking for, you know, because different people look for different things in life. And I believe that my mission is to be there for them, to listen, to understand, to love them, to support them in order for them to have this safe space that they need To grow, to understand themselves more, to know what do they need, or why they are they need this, or why they are doing some things in life. You know, it's. I believe that my job is to be there for them.
1: So, uh,
0: understanding their psychology is your life's purpose. Okay, so when it comes to, uh, you know, you as life coach, what you tell people about life and uh, uh, what you know that people don't know about life?
2: Mainly as a life coach, I don't tell people about life. I mostly listen and understand because when someone uh, seeks the support of a life coach, they don't really want someone to lecture them or to keep talking and explaining, you know. They need someone to reflect back on them what they really want. So I listen and I try to understand as much as I can to be able to support them finding the answers or the solutions by themselves. I don't fix. I don't tell them, yeah, this is life or this is what you have to do. They find meaning. But I'm here to support.
1: So people means in general
0: they they belong to different industries and they work in different professions and they're from different countries and different roles and different age groups and different genders. So how you work with them? Uh, do she they has- all have the same kind of
1: problems?
2: There is some similarities, but every human being is different. Everyone has a different experience, uh, different cultures, different mindsets, different backgrounds. You know, uh, they have different purposes in life. So you cannot say that, yes, I have the same experience with everyone, but there is some
1: similarities. So why, what is life and why, why we have life?
2: That's a big question, actually. Uh, for me, being alive is having a mission or a message or a story to tell to the world, you know, because you can live but not be fully alive. So life is the meaning that we give, to what we're doing. Is the value that we add. To the, day, to the days that we are living. You know. And it's different for everyone. There is no definition for it. You know.
1: What is the value of life?
2: For me. it's What you do with it. How are you spending your life. Your days. What are you doing with that? We give it the value. We give it the meaning.
0: Is it is it important to take life very seriously?
2: Mm, not really. Not really. You've got to be able to laugh, you know, uh, on some situations, sometimes on yourself, sometimes it doesn't have to be too serious, you know. So, it's that humor that gives it more meaning, being able to laugh to enjoy.
0: So your job right now is to like communicate with students and uh, support them in doing the better work. So what 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 kind of work that you do with the students?
2: Depends on what they need from me, you know, because mainly I work with youth. And in this period of their lives, this phase, they go through a lot. In the school, at home, with their friends, and they need different things. So I cannot be, or I cannot treat all of them the same way. And as much as I give them support, they give me support as well because sometimes they are teaching me stuff. You know, I learn from them. It's not like a one-way I'm giving them. I'm counseling all the time. I. It's a very rare and uh, valuable opportunity to me to be able to learn from them.
0: So me or anybody who are working in, different professions uh, are doing uh, work for different uh, organizations or uh, are doing different kind of projects. And uh, me, especially technology working for machines, we communicate with machines most of the time. So <laughs> we are different. And uh, you're very lucky, like in your life that uh, you took a profession that, uh, you know, your subject is to study human beings. Like, absolutely. and also being a life coach, you know, in 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 telling and listening to different people's lives, you also understand what your life is from their answers or their, their
1: experiences.
2: Yes, absolutely, it helps me to learn a lot about myself. You know, because everyone has a message to give. And sometimes I can learn from their experience more than I learned from some of the experience that I had. Yeah, it's very important. And it's, the most important thing is that to understand that I can actually learn from them and not just like say, yeah, I'm the counselor and I have to counsel them, you know. I understand that it's, it's a relationship.
0: It's not only one way. So you are an expert. You have studied psychology. You have degrees in it. You have, uh, you know, masters in it. In your study, is there any particular way of, uh, you know, behaving or having these qualities or uh, these, uh, uh, you know, functionalities that uh, humans need to have so that they can live a happy life or, uh, you know, uh, like safe life? Is there anything like that in the book?
2: First, let me highlight the fact that I am not really an expert because I believe that no one can be a, really, a real expert in psychology, you know, because it's not like a destination. And yeah, I have a master's degree and that's it. I know everything. It's like a journey where you can learn every day, you know. And uh, to answer your question about happiness, it's, I guess happiness is overrated, you know, because everyone tells you, yeah, be happy, you have to be happy, don't be sad, don't worry about this, don't think about that, don't overthink, just be happy. And uh, we're like, okay, so how do I do this? How do I be happy? How How do I... Maintain this happiness, you know. So it's not like there's a recipe for happiness. It's how you choose to look into every experience that you're going through. Because we don't really need happiness only. If you're happy all the time, how would you know the value of happiness? If you're only having positive experiences, how would you really know the value of these positive experiences? You will take it for granted. But when we go through different experiences and we really experience different emotions, if we really allow ourselves to experience different emotions, because we, sometimes we tend to deny or to avoid being sad or being angry or being upset, you know, and I believe that we need all of these emotions to feel alive. This also comes to your question about being alive, you know, and about life. It's like you need to feel all of these emotions to be able to really experience life and to experience happiness.
0: So, actually, my question was uh, is, it, uh, is there any particular qualities? that human need to have and human need to adopt for himself in order to live uh, a quality life?
2: Mostly it's a growth mindset, you know, a mindset that allows you to learn from every experience, to allow yourself to feel different emotions, to be willing to grow, you know, not like, yeah, I have it all, I know it all, and, I am not willing to change my mind. Changing your mind and your mindset is very important for growth and for experiencing positive uh, outcomes. To have positive outcomes in your life, you know.
0: Uh, so you are a life coach as, a, as well as psychologist. So uh, you, as a psychologist, uh, you know there are uh, positive emotions and negative emotions. Why we have positive emotions and negative emotions? Why there is positivity and negativity in the society or in the world or in the life of human beings?
2: I will answer this question from my point of view. Which is that I believe that it's a blessing to be able to experience different emotions, the positive and the negative. You know, (laughs) why are you laughing? Okay. For me, it's very important because we tend to to take things for granted. You know, we wake up every day, we have a good health, so we take our health for granted. But when we become sick, we will know the value of being healthy. And this is the importance of having negative experiences it will highlight the importance of being grateful for the positive ones so you
0: know? uh, you're so you're saying in order to know the greatness of uh, uh, greatness of positivity and uh, positive people in the world you need negative people in the world
2: yes absolutely and because these people can reflect sometimes a side of you that you haven't explored yet Because sometimes we tend to, sometimes, for example, you meet someone and you don't like him or her. And you really don't know why. But there is always a why. There's always a reason. So it might be that unconsciously you're projecting on them your personal experience. It can be that They are a version of you that you hate now and that you are judging because we keep growing, you know, we're always in constant growth. So you may you may find or can relate to a version of you or a phase of your life that you really hate and that this person is going through. So they remind you of it and you resent them for it. Or it can be someone who is an evolved version of you. Someone that you will become later on and that you might be sabotaging right now. So you resent this person for being evolved. So it's a reflection. We're always reflecting and projecting what we really are inside into the world that we're living in.
1: And why in
0: our human body uh, have uh, this logical thing and uh, emotional thing?
2: Because we need both. We need both, actually. You can't be emotional all the time because you need logic to make some decisions. And you cannot be logical all the time because you will miss the the beauty of feeling different emotions. You know? So, because some people sometimes uh, numb or deny their feelings. For example, we're afraid to be angry, or we're afraid to be sad. We want to be happy all the time. But what we need to learn is how to express our negative emotions, how to express our sadness, how to express our anger, and not avoiding the feeling at the first place.
1: Do you have... uh, Yeah, go on.
2: And this is how you learn to value and to know why we need positive emotions.
0: And do you have any particular uh, suggestions or ideas that make people to be happy all the time
2: in their life? They don't need to be happy all the time in their life. It's not, it's not a recipe, as I said before, you know. And what makes me happy doesn't have to make you happy because we're not the same, we're different. And our experiences are different. And what I look for in life and what I've been through in life is totally different than what you're going through or than you, what you're looking for. So it cannot be, yeah, this is the recipe, take notes, and that's it should happen.
0: So what makes you wake up in the morning every day and uh, go and do the work?
2: Basically, my alarm. Because sometimes I really don't feel like waking up, you know it's sometimes I wake up very energetic and it's like, yeah, today is the day, but I do everything. Other days, I feel like, hmm, I don't think I want to go to work today, you know, and uh, it's part of life, so we need to embrace this, I believe that we need to embrace all the phases, all the moods because. We don't really have to be energetic all the time or we are and we are not. It's not like we're not supposed to, but we need to know when to let ourselves rest because we as much as we need to achieve and to accomplish, we need to rest.
1: What is your driving force? My driving force. And my positive energy. Positive energy. Where that is coming from?
2: It's something that's inside me. You know, it's my fuel. It's my spark. And what I do every day is try to keep it sparkling. This is my job. You know, not to lose the spark that makes me me.
0: Why everybody can't be like you?
2: Uh, They can be better than me. It doesn't have to be like me. You know, it's not like everyone, as I said before, everyone is looking for different things. You know, for example, for some people, I might be too negative or too energetic. Some people are more energetic than me. Some people are less energetic than me. It's. It's not like we need to compare. We need to enjoy where we are now because sometimes I'm very energetic. Other days I'm like, as I said, I don't really feel that I want to leave my bed. So it's like embracing what we are feeling now and give value to every phase that we are going through. And why we need, uh,
0: you know, why we have... uh... Uh, I mean, uh, the feelings, thoughts, emotions that we have—why all this have need uh, need a, hum- a a physical body for it? They can be in the air. They can be in the in the in, in formless. Why we need a physical body for uh, thoughts,
1: feelings, and emotions? What a deep question.
2: I guess that the human body needs the energy that we are to be able to have motion. Because, yeah, as you said, energy doesn't have and doesn't need a physical body. It's everywhere. Energy is everywhere. And we are energy. And this energy is what sets our body in motion. And I believe that it's how we use our body is what makes the most of our energy. Because if you're tired, you need to rest and recharge your energy, you know, because we cannot keep going if we don't recharge. And this is the connection between body and energy. This is my personal opinion. I've never thought about this before, you know. So I'm just like trying to, to process with you out
1: loud. So, this
0: energy that I said, uh, you know, need to have uh, a physical body for sure. Why can't it be uh, uh, without uh, a physical body? In a similar way, uh, after this chat, uh, you know, uh, when we go and do our regular work, uh, the conversation that we had, uh, the feelings or the emotions that we have experienced in this call, we still have this, uh, uh, you know, uh, that memory after the call also. So why this happens for human beings? Like even if the person is not there, they still have connection or the emotion or the feeling. Even if they are physically not there. Where they're storing this information and which has no form.
1: If I understood your question well, when we experience a certain feeling,
2: the memory and the thought of it remains. So when you sing when you have a negative thought, it triggers the feeling, the negative feeling inside you. So the negative feeling triggers the negative thought, and then the thought triggers the feeling. And this is how we keep, this is how we stay in loops, you know. So when you start your negative thoughts, you feel like your energy is draining, because it's like thought. Feeling so, feeling so. If, if if it's negative, it's like you're kind of stuck in your negativity. This is why we need to feed our minds positive experiences. This is why we need to be able to be grateful and to see what we have rather than what we don't have. Because if you think happy thoughts. positive thoughts it will trigger a happy and a positive feeling inside you and this is how it keeps going did I answer your question
1: yeah
0: so we have five senses eyes nose and ears tongue and uh, you know touch These these are information collectors. These are observing the information from the world and collecting the information and sending it to the brain. Brain is processing it and taking decisions about the information that is being uh, collected. So in the beginning of this conversation, you said that uh, it depends on you. uh, What kind of life you want to have and uh, you have to write the meaning of. uh, Your own life. So, things in the real life happens which are unexpected we things always are unexpected, so we can't write
1: you know the meaning of the life with the unexpected things that we are connecting with the senses.
2: But we can still choose what we learn from these experiences because. Yeah, we cannot predict life. But if we look to every experience as a learning experience and we try to find a lesson and something that we can use for growth, it will become much easier, you know. And if we learn how to grieve, how to feel sad, how to feel angry, how to allow ourselves to really feel the experiences, I guess it's going to flow. Because sometimes we tend to block the feelings. For example, if we're supposed to feel angry or sad, we try to convince ourselves that it's not worth it. And people try to tell you, get over it it's not worth it it's been in the past Uh, it's been two months ago or you know but if you're still feeling this feeling or having these thoughts it's like it's your present it's your reality even if it's in the past so you need it this is our responsibility to know how to give it meaning and take a positive outcome out of it even the negative emotions because i look at emotions as visitors if the visitors are waiting outside of your door and you're not opening the door you're not allowing them in they will stay there you know and they will keep banging on the door until you you are forced to open or until they break the door but if you allow them to come in and then give them space, they will leave. They will not stay forever. You know, this is how I see feelings, even the negative ones. If we allow ourselves to really feel feel it and sometimes surrender to what we're feeling, it will go away, it will pass. But if you keep pushing, 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 They will push back all together. And then what will you do? You crash.
1: So this is how I see it.
0: So as a person who are uh, too much into emotions and feelings and as an observer of uh, uh, human emotions and uh, human feelings, as a constant observer, as a curious person, you are you very controlled when it comes to you know, emotions?
2: Never. I'm a very emotional person. And sometimes I struggle to make logical decisions because I'm more like an emotional person, you know. And it's part of who I am, and I really enjoy it. So it's how you embrace who you really are. I cannot hate the fact that I'm emotional, you know. I love it. I feel everything deeply. So, it's for me it's a blessing. Even though sometimes I struggle with uh, decisions because I'm like what if what if I do this what if I do that, you know? And at the end of the day, I believe that whatever happens and no matter which decision I take, it will be a learning experience.
1: So, humans are constant learners in your perspective.
2: Absolutely.
0: So, we learn every day from the experience.
2: If you are willing to. If you are willing to learn, you will learn from the smallest experience that you go through. But if you're not willing to learn, then it's up to you. But eventually, life has a very funny way of teaching us, you know, because you keep recycling your experiences. Until you have enough. And then you are forced to learn, you are forced to grow. So you learn eventually, we learn eventually.
0: So life is a collection of experiences. And experience yeah. is a collection of emotions.
2: <laughs> you're, still, you're still looking for the definition of that. <laughs> Yeah, you can put it in the
0: sun. So we are constantly observing and uh, absorbing uh, emotions, uh, experiences. After, yeah, yeah. And uh, we are making, we are filling, we are filling our bottle called life with those experiences. Yeah.
1: And who will drink that? The next generation. We should leave it.
2: Who, who will? Uh, if what we,
0: was the if, question? Uh, we are feeling. These experiences that we are having. In the bottle called. Oh, filling.
2: Like, OK uh, who will drink this?
0: Who will drink this? The next generation. I'm giving this bottle to the next generation and they are going to drink it and they are not going to do what I did, which 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 made me feel sad or which made me, uh, you know, go through uh, the failures.
2: Not really, in my opinion, because you can't save people, you know. Even your children, they will have their own experiences in life. But sometimes uh, there is some traumas that are passed from generation to another. And if you have the courage to stop it, To take responsibility for healing, yeah, you can stop it. But this doesn't mean that your children won't have different experiences, you know? And you cannot force them to learn from your own experience. They have to make their own life, they have to find their own path.
1: So, as a psychologist, uh, You tell me how people with different experiences are connected and they're getting there. They are having relationship and they're living together. Basically.
2: Connecting with other people who have. Different experiences is very, is very important. Because. If we all have the same experiences, what will we learn? You know, how how will we be able to grow? We're we all the same. But having this contact and this curiosity to learn from other people's experiences and sometimes to share with them experiences to create new experiences gives a lot of meaning. Life, you know, so and regarding having relationships with others, it's like if you're willing to be open, to be vulnerable, to have the courage to tell someone else, This is who I am, and I am willing to grow with you. I guess this is what we lack these days, because people are not willing, most of the people, are not willing to be vulnerable. It needs a lot of courage, but we also need to be vulnerable, to be to embrace who we are and let other people see who we really are. Because we cannot keep pretending all the time. You know, you can't pretend. But how long can you pretend? And the people who you love and the people that you are willing to live with and have experiences with, I believe they have the right to know who you really are. And you have the right to know who they really are. And you got to decide for yourself if this is what I want or not.
1: What is the best way to uh, connect with a person and be all the right with that person? I believe being vulnerable and
2: having the courage to tell them this is who I am. And for them, offering them understanding, not only communication. Because sometimes we think that, yeah, we communicate a lot, but still there's something that's missing. And I guess it's understanding. Because you need to understand who this person is and what makes them like that. You can listen to someone for one week, for 10 years, But if you're not willing to understand what they are saying, what are their needs, you will not be able to to have a deep and honest and genuine relationship with them.
1: What makes two people to disconnect? I guess being too proud. You know, waiting for the other person to compromise. Yeah, I guess so. This is
2: based on my experience. You know, when you're not willing to understand and have the courage to admit that sometimes you are the problem and you are causing a problem, and keep waiting for the other person to compromise who they are or what they need to avoid changing or changing yourself, You know, it's like they need to accommodate to my
1: needs. So how come? Yeah, I got you. So how communication plays a, a
0: role in relationship?
2: It's very important. It's vital for a relationship. But as I said before, if you are communicating, but not Willing to understand, you're missing the
1: point of communication. So, do do you have anything that uh, do you have anything that you will tell that will work for sure for every human who uh, who are from any place in the world? About communication and understanding, you mean? In relationship, something that works. It's to listen carefully,
2: not only with our ears, but with our heart and with our eyes, you know, to be fully invested in what the other person is saying and to be grateful for them sharing their experience and what do they really need. Because when you really want someone in your life. You will be able to tell them what you need. But if someone doesn't tell you what you, what they they need and they are expecting you to know, to just know. It's not like they are really investing in you.
1: So in different countries, there are different rules different countries works uh, with
0: different systems, different uh, ways of, uh, uh, you know, uh, making things happen. So people have different restrictions, different things in, you know, because of their government or whatever the ruling thing is there. So is it
1: possible for human to be himself all the life in this uh, restricted world? Can you
2: repeat the question? Is it possible?
1: Feelings and emotions. Are being restricted because of the societal rules. So what do you say about that? As a life coach.
2: Yeah, I agree that the in different uh, countries, different cultures, some of the feelings are restricted. Basically, in some cultures, it's easier to express anger and rage than to express kindness and love, you know? So it's okay to be angry and to shout on people and to be rude, but it's not okay to be kind. They will see you as if you're weak, you know? and This comes from the lack of understanding of the importance of going through all the emotions. You know, it's like, I'm angry, leave me alone. I'm not willing to explain who I am, to be vulnerable enough to express who I am. So we stick to one emotion, which is anger, which is rage. So... Yeah, the culture plays a big role in this, but I believe that if someone wants to be kind, they can be kind no matter what, because this is what we need. And I guess everyone's going through a lot already. So what we need is more people who are willing to be kind for no reason. You don't have to tell me what's going on in your life for me to be kind with you. You know, I'm just kind to you because this is what we need. This is the the kind of strength that we need.
1: So a person who loves himself or herself a lot, self-loving and
0: uh, giving uh, a lot of importance to self-emotions, self-values, self-time, self-materialistic uh, things, uh are they going to be very successful in relationship where uh, they have to love other person they have to share things with other person they have to uh, uh do things with other person does that work self loving in relationship i'm in excess of self loving what are the consequences of uh, uh
1: having more self love in relationships? You mean the extreme self-love? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Because uh,
0: there are some countries, I don't want to name it. There are some countries where people are extremely individualistic. They, they give a lot of importance to themselves. Even when you listen to them in the videos or, uh, or when you meet them, they talk like i don't care i don't i don't bother it's not my thing like you know they talk like you know nothing is important for them other than their own life are they going to be very successful in relationship because i saw in their country there is a lot of divorce rate people are getting disconnected only 50% of the relationships in their country are working and
1: 50% are Getting disconnected, being with their partners for very less time. Because of more, uh, you know, loving themselves.
2: I guess here we're talking more about attachment or benefits, you know. Because when we talk about self-love, it's very important because... The way you love and you value yourself is the standard that you put for other people to love you. So you cannot go around and tell people, please love me. I'm desperate for love because you don't love yourself. They will use you. You will become codependent because you're seeking for validation. You're seeking for love from outside, you know. But when you really know the value of yourself, and your self-worth, and you love yourself the right way, you will find more people who are willing to love you because you are setting the standard. No one can benefit from your lack of self-worth or lack of self-love and tell you, yeah, this is love, this is not love. No one can set the standard but, but you. So, yeah, we need to love ourselves. But the concept of self-love is sometimes going extreme, as you mentioned. And I don't think we can talk about self-love yet, because it's not love. You know, when there is nothing that's flourishing, we cannot talk about love. So I don't know what we will call it. But definitely
1: not love. So what are the consequences
0: for, uh, you know, having that uh, excess of not love, whatever you say?
2: About missing self-love?
0: No, no, having, uh, you know, giving more importance to themselves
1: rather than giving importance to the person who is sitting in front of them. I
2: believe that uh, extremism and toxicity are like twin sisters they go hand in hand so when you take something extreme it means there's a kind of lack somewhere you know so if you you're focused on yourself to the point that you don't see anyone else there's something wrong and the other way is the same. So if you're focused only on the other person and you forget about yourself, there is also something wrong. So here we need to really look into what the person, what's the definition of self-love or self-worth. or Because sometimes when we feel that we are not worthy enough, We try to make it up for ourselves, you know. It's like I keep focusing on stuff that I can control, like my hair, my makeup, my style, my outfit. I don't know, the cars that I drive. Because these stuff are things that I have control over. Because I might not have control over my feelings, my thoughts. My trauma, my experiences, you know, so I just give more attention and more control over the things that I I can actually
1: control. So what are the consequences having uh, more uh, self-love? Depends on the case. So I cannot
2: generalize, you know, it's like, Sometimes if you're feeling empty and you're trying to fill this emptiness with excessive self-love, I will call it, same brackets. so you will end up feeling more empty, you know, because you're looking in the wrong place. You're trying to fill your need that you might not be able to admit
1: with the wrong things. And it keeps getting emptier.
0: So how to talk with people, how to communicate with people so that uh, you can
1: balance relationship. With different people.
2: It's like listening with an open heart. Without judgment. Because if you're judging people, you cannot. Love them, you cannot understand them, and you cannot accept them. And this comes from the way that we judge ourselves, you know, because we are very judgmental when it comes to ourselves. So it's very normal to judge other people. And this is the importance of self love that I mentioned before it's how you love yourself in a healthy way that allows you to be able to
1: love other people. So are you a are you love expert?
2: Not really. Actually, I'm not into this expert title, you know, because I know that I still have a lot to learn and I'm really enjoying the journey that I get to learn something new every day. You know about love, about relationships, about work, about life, about you know. It's like I I don't think that I will call myself an expert like <laughs> ever. You know, it's it's a journey. It's not a destination. So you if you say you're an expert, it's like خلاص you know it all. There's nothing more to add. And this is how you stop growing because. You, you need to keep learning. You need to keep willing to grow. To be able to really have a deeper experience and a deeper understanding of what's going on around you and within you as well.
0: But still I'm waiting for your answer about uh, are you uh, very good in understanding love?
2: I'm still learning.
1: I'm still learning.
0: So what what you have learned till now about
1: it? What I mentioned uh,
2: about understanding, because I learned that I used to be a codependent person. So I'm not gonna spoil the book for you, but I used to seek validation from other people you know, to feel like, okay, I'm enough, I'm worthy. And then you come to a point in your life when you become aware that, okay, this is not working. So I have to do something about it. And this is when my healing journey started. This is when I started to... Embrace who I really am and what are my needs? Because you need to express what you need. Sometimes we think that people have to guess without us even saying or verbalizing what we need. And sometimes even after we verbalize, people lack understanding. So how are we expecting them to just guess? you know so what i learned so far is the importance of setting the standard for people how to love you giving them the example being able to be vulnerable and show up and be proud of who you are knowing that you still have a lot to learn and A lot of experiences that will shape you and will support you to grow and listening with understanding not to think that okay they said this i'm gonna say this now you know it's not like listening to responding it's like listening to really understanding yeah that's it so far
1: so in my profession
0: in technology profession, uh, the the people who works in this uh, profession, uh, anywhere in the world, uh, we are communicating with machines, not with human beings. Most of the time, we sit in, in front of computers and uh, we develop applications. We write code. Uh, we create a software. We create user interfaces, back-end, front-end, logical things. There is so much mind has been used in this, in this profession. Extremely logical. You have to be extremely logical in this profession. It's important because uh, if you be emotional, you can't work. You can't be a DevOps engineer or a software engineer. You are unfit because machine is something that if you type one, it will give answer for one. If you type something, I'm emotional today. I will type two, but you take one means this happens in communication between human beings. If you are unable to understand, I can able to convey my uh, uh, emotion in a different way, but still you can able to uh, get me. Uh, Because this is uh, the real life, like real thing, which is created by the nature. But That computers or machines, whatever, are created by human beings. Human being is a creator of that. And uh, human beings are being created by the nature. There is so much difference. But I interviewed so many experts. But in, in our profession, we call as uh, we can call people as experts because they are experts uh, in you know in talking with computers. Uh, they are very good in understanding computers. Because it's there a is machine more.
2: at the end of the day. A,
0: yeah, there is, uh, It's a limited thing. You can expertise in that you can get certification in that, but in when you know uh, becoming an expert in you know uh, for humankind or human psychology is impossible because it's a it's an ocean kind of a subject so this is this is a subject created by human beings. they can understand it It's a limited thing, but comparing it, it's a very big thing, but comparatively. It's it's comparing with the nature product with the human product. Nature Absolutely. product is is something there are a lot of unanswerable unanswerable questions, but we have answers for human created things because we have control over it. We know what we uh, you know did in order to create a, create that. So we can call experts in this profession, and I I, I interviewed a lot of experts. Uh, in my profession, and uh, the way I communicate uh, with them, and the way they communicate with human beings are completely different. Because the talking with computers, being in front of machines for a long time in a day, eight hours, ten hours, they become machines. Uh, they are extremely logical. They talk like cut-offs, like you know, like bye. It's okay, like you know. There is no emotion in their face, or there is no expression, you know, that shows the love or, like, you know, concern. Or, or I think they're missing the human, natural qualities, or emotions or feelings. But I'm, I'm totally, you know, apart from that, I don't belong to that category. But I do that for my profession. But I, uh, that, that is for my living. But this is something that I'm doing communicating with people, actual, you know, life I'm experiencing with uh, uh, talking with humans, the real, pure emotions, experiencing people's emotions like this. here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very fascinated about this subject. I'm not a psychologist uh, with a degree or something, but I'm just curious how people see things or uh, why they are doing that, what they are doing that. So coming to the question, these people who, are, who become logical, I think the top leaders, I have interviewed CEO, uh, CEOs, the founder of the
1: companies, they are the business owners, they are, they're like million dollar business they have, I talk with them, It's
0: at last they, they say that it is very important for you to understand the human psychology. It's very important to understand human needs, human emotions, respect, values. Then only you can create a software product or a software service that will reach people and that will help them to solve their problems. It can be mobile or it can be any technical device. Eventually, technology is there to solve human problems, but not to create problems. So in the top level, human psychology plays extremely major role, especially in artificial intelligence. They are trying to put emotions in the artificial intelligence machines that uh, we are creating. But a lot of people in the world that I have interviewed, like they can be top experts, worked for 20 years, 30 years in this profession, uh, 40 years, I interviewed them. They are missing the human qualities. They have experienced their life. Their Half of their life is over, but still they're not I feel I personally feel that being in this logical thinking for a long time, they have missed the purity of the real things, the uh, the emotions and all. And I can like, clearly see in their faces there is no glow or there is no smile in their uh, uh, you know things. So. Like I, I, this is my profession. I observe them. Uh, I talk most of the people who are from this profession. uh, Don't know about different profession, but is it important to be too logical? Are they going to like base their life being uh,
1: too much logical? Is it important to be that logical in life? I
2: believe we need to find the balance you know, because we need this balance, we need logic, and we need to be able to feel emotion. And this is the beauty of human connection, you know. Here, since you shared your experience, and thank you for sharing your experience, if you allow me to ask you this question,
1: what do you think...
2: Those people who are dealing with machines all the time really need
0: they need real things which have uh, uh, the purity which which will come only from the
1: nature. The nature products can create uh, something in them, not the human products. beautiful absolutely They're missing that. I think they have to go out and. Uh, you know experience uh, the natural vibes of the nature yeah absolutely so one of the things that i want to share with you is uh,
0: after completion of my uh, masters i was uh, preparing for phd uh, entrance exam so i wanted to do phd like i did masters let's do something big let's let's do some research and all I thought then I
2: wait so go uh, bravo
0: (laughs) (laughs) so I decided like I I started preparing for the entrance exam for PhD and there was a subject which drawn my attention called computer networks so uh, in which the computers are interconnected computer is connected with other computer other computer is connected with that like this multiple computers are connected with each other and the information transfer is happening between computers that's exactly the subject meaningless so in order to share the information and give access give permissions to different computers how much information should to should be sent to this particular computer one computer two computer three how much like you know there's restrictions protocols so many things all these security related things and based on the requirement this computer network is working that is what i understood and i wrote uh, uh, you know I, i used to have a blog and with pictures i have created pictures of the computers and how the information is being transferred and by understanding this i thought like this is the creation of the human being this 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 concept information transfer between uh, machines is the thought of human being. So this thought came human uh, for human. Uh, for, uh, this thought came for human in order to transfer information from one person to other person. That's why it's called PC personal computer. From my computer I'm sending to your computer. So this is the extension of the human connectivity actually technology is extension it is helping you to connect with other person who is living in other country or other place so that's the reason the information transfer came so i thought like okay this is the so these computers are connected with each other information transfer happening and this this concept is called computer network more than one computer is called as network so it's called a network can be any any number of computers connected with each other so I will create a network, which is called Human Network, which is what my channel is. Starts, where information transfer is happening between different country people. And the communication system I have created, the natural, pure communication. That's why the reason I have grown very fast in the last three years. Because it impacted that's genius,
2: so much. actually. Thank you for doing this.
0: So that's my uh, motivation. That that was the foundational point that made me to create this and commun- communicate with experts from different parts of the world. And today I've reached a nine five hundred 595th
2: uh, chat. Wow, way to go.
0: So my thought was like at least I want to uh, connect with 4,000 people in the world. Like I want to interview 4,000 people, different people, not the... Uh, same thinking people or belongs to same profession who do same things all the time. Every time I interview, every time I will see a new face and a new flag. So that that's itself how, shows that itself shows the diversity. And uh, here the fantastic thing is, I have to be the global communicator. Like you have mentioned certain points, the qualities that I already have. That's why the reason I'm successful in this. Those qualities are, I just want to repeat this. You already said it. Non-judgmental uh, attitude. Uh, just listening. And uh, listening, uh, you know, listening their experiences. You always listen to uh, your new things from new person. Every person is unique and every person's experiences makes you feel like, you know, in the beginning days, after 30 interviews, when I was talking with a person, I was extremely sad at that particular time. And I was like, I don't want to do this interview, but I have to because it, it it has been scheduled. Then I had a conversation and I was sad for so many reasons on that day. And once I had a conversation with that person, then I have understood that the person is sharing His personal experiences that made him go so bad in his life. Like so many bad experiences, you know, negative things, breakups, so many things. Like, you know, I was listening. Then after completion of the interview, I thought, like, thank God. I don't have these many problems. (laughs) I am far better than this person. No need to feel sad. There are a lot of people in
1: different parts of the world who are feeling more. you know, negative to me. So when you're talking with people,
0: you will see a lot of people going through different things. A woman from US, there are so many sad stories. I've heard, like, you know, the I was just listening. I become like a, a rock. I don't have any feelings when they're talking because I, I'm hearing something that I never, I never experienced because it's, they, they have spent 20 years on this planet for 20 years or 15 years with different people and it's valuable information they are sharing their life experience in my channel <laughs> and I'm presenting it and that's why the reason it is so real and so impactful. So that is one of the reasons why, uh, uh, it, it becomes huge success for me. You know, anybody who comes, like, you know, they will get connected with me. There is no, uh, you know, something that I'm creating that I'm not feeling. Like if, if you are in front of me physically here, how I feel like feeling in the same way with the phone, being in different place in the world. I think that is missing in the internet today that uh, the content creators or uh, the technology people are trying to be different in internet. They're not being sane. They're not being authentic. Uh, If they be exactly what they are outside the internet, I think they can connect with so many people in the world. Their originality, I think uh, that real then will reach. I just want to share this because it's related to communication and, uh, you know, my project. It will give you some idea. Thank
2: you, Thank you for sharing this. Sai. So if I want to ask you, what's one thing that you learned from interviewing hundreds of
1: people around the world? What would it be? One thing. What I learned. One thing. I cannot say. Like you know, so many things I have learned. So many
0: people. So many. I cannot say one thing. If you ask me, one common thing in all the people. Everyone is human being. I can say that every human. Uh, you know,
1: have uh, the same pain, smile, heart and uh, the tears, same. Everyone
0: is having the same things, these things. But all these things that uh, you said in the beginning, the positive and the negative emotions that humans have, you will have the same emotions, I will have the same emotions. All the humans from all the parts of the world on this planet have the same emotions, that is for sure. And But these emotions will be generated or will be created by seeing different things, by listening to different things by smelling different things or by tasting different things or by touching different things those are called as experiences those collection of experiences is called as life and different people are living different lives in different places so that's 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 the biggest you know content that nobody created in the world that according to my understanding i never saw a person like me who is doing this uh, experiencing the experiences of the people from all over the world, more than hundred country people, all country people like you know, uh, almost all country people I have I had conversation. Uh, communication is different. People are speaking in different ways. UK, a person from UK, talking in different ways. in Canada is talking in different veins. South America, Colombia, um, France, Finland, Poland, Pakistan, Europe or some some country names I came to know for the first time after starting this race. I don't even know that countries exist. So and I, I came to know like people talk like this, people like like they want to connect actually. All these people who are living in different parts want to like, everyone is friendly actually. I think I'm friendly. Maybe everybody is, you know, looking friendly for me.
2: You're attracting, you're attracting friendly people into your life.
0: So did you know
2: about Lebanon before our uh, interview? One person
0: I interviewed, one person I interviewed from Lebanon long back, I think two years back. And now. Ah,
2: oh, that's
0: fantastic. She's so cute, like you. Thank you. Yeah, then I understood. I was telling my mom like, Lebanon uh, women are very cute, good looking. Ah, uh, now
2: girls. now we're going into complimenting.
0: I mean, I that's the truth. <laughs> that's that's the truth. Uh, Lebanon, like you know, I, I I see all different, Uh, you know, looking people, right. Uh, Lebanon country women are, I think, one of the beautiful people in the world.
2: Actually, there's beauty in every human being, but it's up to us to really look the right way to find this beauty. You know, it's not only about the look. It's about the energy that we give, the, the spark that we have. You know, it's up to us to really value the beauty within people that we are meeting.
0: Yeah, that's what I felt. And thank you for the
2: compliment.
1: Yeah. So that's that's the common thing that I have observed. I think I gave answer for your question.
2: Thank you for sharing your experience and thank you for doing this podcast. It's actually a very uh, valuable experience that you're having and that you're sharing with everyone around the world. Way to go, way to go.
1: So, what is your observation about my work?
2: It's actually, from what, you, from what I heard today, it's uh, very interesting. And it's like, as you said, it's connecting. You know, connecting dots and people and ideas and uh, experiences from all around the world that everyone and anyone could benefit from it.
1: Thank you for doing this. And uh, what I'm going to learn from uh, connecting with different country people who are having different experiences What I'm going to learn from them.
2: That we are all different, yet we're all one. We're all connected. We all have the universe inside us, you know, and still we have different experiences. uh, That shape. Every one of us in a different way.
1: This is the feedback that you said you want to give. So, oh, yeah. so, I have three minutes, like I have
0: said you, I'll take two hours, I have three more minutes. So, before that, uh, like, you know, I, I was, oh, it's
2: been two hours.
0: Yeah, uh, more three minutes for two hours. So, uh, coming to the, the, my experience that I have said about the computer networks, there, uh, the communication system between computers, like, you know, that, that is a system that is being created by human beings in order to, uh, you know, com- communicate with, uh, people who are from different places. So, uh, there is, there is security things. That's why they need a software, like software, something you cannot touch. It's like your thoughts and feelings and emotions that I have asked you before and uh, the body that we are talking. The body is called physical device. The laptop or the phone, and the physical thing has an invisible thing called software. Uh, same like human beings. Uh, human beings have emotions, thoughts, and which are non-touchable. In the same way, software is non-touchable. With Skype, Microsoft Teams, all the, these are called as softwares, and, uh, these and these functions this functions different way according to the needs of different users in the world, okay, the technology software companies create these things for different users for different purposes. So eventually everything is for human beings, to help human beings. So coming to the point, uh, the computer networks that I was saying, the, the, the communication system that is happening, I was too curious in understanding that, like going very deeper, uh, how it's not that easy that I'm telling in one line now communication. There is so many things are happening. There is a communica- the connectivity between software and hardware. And uh, it's a perfect thing that human fixed it in order to share the right information. If I say hi, means it should say hi to you. You are living in Dubai. So it should be accurate. So there is so many calculations, algorithms. Uh, you know things happens behind the technologies for this high. There is so many Technologies has been used but Not non-technical people knows that But there is so much hard work has been done in order to do this Information transfer for so countries it become easy, but there are so many software developers working too hard to do this uh, So coming to point I understood that what is happening inside the, the systems and the network and All these are like, you know, human understood this by understanding human network. Uh, Like, you know, you do events, right? You go to people in between people, you listen to different people, you talk to different people, that is called a network and you are a human, it's called a human network. So you are curious, like, right? You're curious, like you are listening, you are absorbing information and you are experiencing that. In the same way, the computer feels the same, but there is so much defender. Computer don't have emotions. Computer can't take decisions by itself. It a human support. Human needs to give a command. Do this means it will do it, but uh, humans are different. So uh, I think I'm going to work in AI in the future with all this, this project, this international project that I'm doing. Uh, maybe in artificial intelligence in the international uh technology you know people works where i can contribute how ai needs to work what humans are thinking what humans are experiencing you have to put all these in your mind when you're creating a machine which runs like a human which is called as artificial intelligence we are intelligent and we are creating artificially intelligent thing. So we have to very, very deeply understand human beings. Like experts like you, they have to ask you because you work in understanding human beings, right? So people who understand humans, they need to work especially in technology in order to make AI work. And I interviewed a person who is from NASA space. Uh, projects uh, to people and I wonder also that's not my subject. I was also curious about that. How things work in the space station about the planet. So I got the opportunity to interview director of the. You know, the, the, that space station or somebody and I was asking the same. Uh, this communication system, what is happening in the, on the planet that they are saying they're trying to transfer information wirelessly. So it started eventually from communication, understanding the communication between human beings. This technology is the extension of, uh, you know, understanding humans and emotions and logics and relationships, all these values, moral values, ethics, religions, cultures. All these are the foundation for, for you know, uh, sending information. About the planet today. So it's a mixture of human psychology and uh, uh, technologies. That's why I was asking emotion and logic. How much? There are so many people who are extremely logical, they need emotion. Then only they can create a machine which can transfer information which will not hurt. Like, no, two logic things will, you know, affect the emotional things. So I I request from this
1: podcast not to be too logical. The I call this. Yeah, you've got to find the
0: balance. Yeah. So can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission? Yes,
2: absolutely, of course. And also,
0: can. also can I put this audio and video clip on my podcast website, internet, social media, everywhere with your permission?
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank
0: you. Uh, can you share your uh, social media presence to my podcast listeners so that they can follow you and they can take your service or they can take your support or they can, they can take your help from anywhere in the world?
2: Basically, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter as Embody Your Why and on LinkedIn as uh, Suzanne Joseph Aderism.
0: I'll put the link in the description of this video also on the screen as well. People who find our video on YouTube can see it all the, you know, all the two hours they can see the link and they can, uh, you know, see the work thank that you're doing and see the contribution that you're doing to the world.
2: Thank you so much for this and thank you for this interesting conversation.
0: It's my pleasure and thanks for being awesome. And uh, uh, I'll put uh, your uh, your about your work in my website as well people who reaches my website can see your work and they can see your web links it can be instagram or your if in future if you have a website you can send me i can put anybody who visits my site they can see you
2: well can do. see your work well do, well do. thank you so much
1: thank you Aki.